welcome back to a another or slash new episode of Artistic State of Mind. I am your girl Jules, aka Julie Mango, and you are. I'm Stephen, and welcome to the show. Welcome. Um, we are here. You look I'm a bit fresh face today, you know. Got a got a little trim. I thought so because normally the. The beard is really there, but it's not really there. <laughs> yeah. Is that, the, is that the PC where you're saying it? Yeah. Huh? Is that the PC where you're saying no, it? No, I don't. It's just me. Just I just noticed it. That's why <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice it before. But yeah, um, you can hear another guy in the studio, and we've got two guys in the studio actually. Yes, we do. One that I was surprised by when when I came in. I was like, ah, and another one obviously. Yeah, that was I was not surprised. I was like, I came like an unplanned pregnancy. Yeah, but do you know what? Yeah, I knew I knew you were coming, but I didn't know he was coming. Um, so we have um Malachi and Julius, aka Jules as well, but Jules number two or one. We can just call me JCs now. Okay, all right then, JC. Just to, to clear up the confusion okay. and promote me at the and same time. Yeah, you know, this is Mali. Mali. It's Mali. It's changed. Okay, it's, it's Mali. Thousand, like for the thousand, thousandth time, it's changed. Oh, you should oh be my! FYI. It's not even a thousand. Somebody should have done some research. I didn't know it was Mali. <laughs> Well, oh, since, now. what's what's my website? What Julie is going to change your name in another six months, so don't worry. Yeah, Julie. don't worry. Is it? Are you going to change it again? No, no. Okay. Most likely. So we have Mally and JC in the building. Welcome, 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 welcome guys. Welcome, It's good to have you on Artistic State of Mind. It's been a Thank long time much. coming. Thank you. Especially for Mally. Amen. So, yeah, because I've been talking to you about it for a while. Yeah, but we were waiting for the album, really. Yeah, that's true. And it's it's here. Nearly there. Nearly there. It's nearly there. We're on the yeah. cusp. Cool, 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 cool. So we just want to first of all, let's do some housekeeping. We want to apologise for not recording a couple of weeks ago. Mm. Um, but yeah, we're here, we're back. Yes, we um, are. And we're excited. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about. We do, um, we do. Happening-wise in the ether of the arts, the music, the film and the television and all that jazz. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Um, how are we going to kick off the show? Should we start off with uh, what's the downbeat? It's like I've forgotten how to do the show now. What? <laughs> Jules, you just missed one show. Come on. Um, actually, before we get on to the proper gist of the show, obviously we have Mally here. We have a couple of questions for you. Mm -hmm. He seems to reckon I didn't do my research, but to be honest with you, he's my friend. So <laughs> I just assumed that so he would what, come no on the show and necessary. Just, just come and tell us a bit about you himself okay. so tell us a bit about who you are and what you do okay my name is Mali and I am a producer rapper songwriter um all-round musician really really um doing music for a while here with my co-producer JC's um we've been working on our new project on my new project which is titled a villain's hymn which will be released Sometime in the early months of next year, once it's all finalised. Um, yeah, and you can catch my other stuff on www.kingmally.com. Okay, plug, so he has a website. Plug, plug. I didn't know. He and she didn't website. know. <laughs> this is all the it. information you should have given me beforehand. Like, you know, it's neither <laughs> here or there. But you, yeah. you, you know it's like nice and big on my um, thingy, right? It's nice and big on my uh, Instagram page. If you, I, you see, this is the, time to take a look. This is what I said before we started recording. My Twitter page. I am too. not social savvy. I do not go on Instagram. I, I well, I do go on Instagram for the shade room, but I don't really go on Instagram <laughs> for anything else. Really. I, actually, I actually thought you were. That's, that's cool. Huh? 
I don't know. I, I, I just seem, you just seem like you were for some reason. Yeah, yeah, but then what do I post on Instagram? Maybe a, a picture. Oh, uh, you're twice. more on Snapchat to be fair. Would, exactly. would you say? Would you say she's Snapchat. socially savvy, or do you agree with that? Like, uh, I would agree so because I'm kind of the same. Which yeah, is really, we're the same. Really strange. So we're really not social <laughs> savvy. I'm, I'm not necessarily, but I just thought she was. Uh, she just has a certain. I don't know. She I, used I, to be. I don't I, know. I, used I to try be. to post on social media, no. but I'm not the best. This isn't your first podcast show. No, this is my first podcast. This show. is my only podcast, but I have had like a YouTube yeah, channel and I've had a, a radio show. So yeah, I do all the kind of other stuff, but social media, tweeting and Instagram and then yes, living it up life. I don't do on social media. <laughs> but Maybe bringing it back to, to my, Sorry, <laughs> we kind of going not, on a it's, tangent. It's not really a conversation, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so tell us kind of like what kind of music you do, because obviously you're a rapper, songwriter, Producer and all that stuff. So, would you say you're, you're you do a specific specific genre, or you kind of explore different kind of things? Um, I explore quite a few elements. It's mainly um, obviously hip hop, R and B, soul type vibes, but I'm really into like electronic sounds, um, like chill step kind of vibes. Chill step, mm, yeah, that's interesting. I never heard um, of that one before. It's kind of just I don't even know how to describe it. Like I don't know. It's just um. It's like a new electronic kind of chilled out vibe. I kind of like that stuff. So, okay. but it's weird. Like it really with me, it all depends on how I'm feeling. Like same way, you know, you could be in the gym listening to some hardcore trap, and then I heard be chilling Meek in your house. one of those ones that you listen to in the gym. Yeah, and okay. then you know you could be in your house just chilling some vibes while you're cleaning your house or something. It's, that's really how I create. I create on feeling. So okay. if I feel like trap, if, I, if I'm really being aggressive and angry that day, I'll, I'll record some hardcore hip hop. I think nine times out of 10, you can't really, you won't really be able to put my sound together to say that this is a particular Mali sound, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. So why music? Why music? I had no idea, you know? Um, it's funny, it's a funny story. When I was in, um, like, I saw my life, I didn't listen to rap until I was in secondary school. I was introduced to rap when I was in secondary school. One of my boys, he jumped on this, um, on this website called Goldmike, where basically <clears throat> um, you'll go in there, write your lyrics, another person will write their lyrics, you both put it up, and the Goldmike audience would basically um, judge who was the best lyricist. Okay, interesting. So my boy introduced me to that. Um, we both jumped on. My God, the feedback was atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> they basically told us like it was the worst, it was the worst battle in history, in, in the gold mic history. Like they'd mm -hmm. never seen anything that bad. <laughs> like, and if they had to choose, it was my boy, they, my boy won. Oh, okay. And I've always had this like weird mentality since I was a kid, I was just like, um, like, if I put my mind to something, I have to be the best mm -hmm. at it. So I was like, no, I need to be good at this shit. So, can I swear on this? Yeah. Yeah, you can okay. swear. Yeah. Fair. Fair. <laughs> so, so, Despite your yeah. expression. <laughs> I literally just got obsessed, obsessed with rap, obsessed with music. Um, and like, the more I would just listen every day, I would like write other people's 
raps while I listen to their songs just to see how they write. I would read like ridiculously thinking like that's how rappers knew so much. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that's literally where it came from. And then um, when I got to college, I decided to learn to do music technology because I needed beats and I didn't know about any producers. So mm. I thought oh, I need to learn how to make beats. Um, yeah, and that's where it started. Interesting. I do want to fire that question to JC as well because he said he was a your producer as well. You, you produce. Yeah, I produce. Well. That's that's my thing. That's my life, really. Yeah. So, what's your what was your journey like? What was it like growing up um, in music? What did you listen to? What inspired you? Probably to get from into music from the age of I don't know the early ages towards ten. I guess I was whacking on them Casio keyboards, but just trying to make <laughs> some sort of mel- melody. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it's been I've been wanting to not. I knew I wanted to do this from a young age, definitely. And I've kind of jumped on that train and never really got off. So um, it's almost like different reincarnations of my life through music when I was young doing it, when I got a bit older, when I started taking it more seriously. Um, But yeah, I mean, I did, I was initially someone I used to spit, used to rap with an American accent even. And I ditched that. Same here. I ditched that because, boy, you know how that goes. (laughs) I ditched that because you know how that goes. I want to embrace more of our culture. And that was happening around me anyway with the whole garage scene. Um, So, yeah, I guess I became a bit of a garage MC as well at one point. That's what I mean, reincarnations, I I call it, because it's like you you go through different different stages. But eventually I did want to kick back and be the Dr. Dre, the Timberland of the whole situation, be the mastermind behind it all, but still you hear me, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I thought that's a brilliant way I could still be involved with the music. Like the beat is, if not 50% of the whole situation, you know yeah. what I mean? It's a big part. Um, but yeah, and it's also a way that I could grow a career out of it. I might become quite distinguished or acclaimed for my work, but I could still be out of the limelight if I want to. Mm. I was looking at people like Dr. Dre, he could be, getting platinum selling records and you know chilling like inconspicuously doing living his life as opposed to certain other artists who you know that limelight's following them everywhere they're going so yeah but that's how I, I came to be a producer and I'm just working with I get to work with a lot of different artists as well and, try, and dive into different sounds sonically by being a producer people don't necessarily look at me wanting a particularly consistent sound like sound they, right, they yeah. might look like a look at an artist for yeah. you know what I mean Okay, and how did you two meet up? Where was it? Where was it? What were the what were the beginnings of that? We were we were all introduced by one friend actually from uh, uni, even Juliana. We were yeah. introduced by the same guy. That's true. <laughs> Most famous guy in, in the SFX. Shout out Pierre. Did I meet you through Juliana? I met you through um, Emily. Emily. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. No. I yeah, I met you through. Came to your house with Pierre. Yeah. Yeah. And we had a long debate with the whole with the whole house attacking us. Yeah, as you do, you know, second year of uni, first year. It's, it's just normal, you know, and all that stuff. But, but yeah. Uh, Pierre's a creative genius. He I was I used to I was very much into acting in the past time, I'll say, as well. And he's into that field a lot. So um I was always cool with him. He came to Bruno as well and um you, he met you through there, and yeah, so um, in the same you class. looked us all up, I guess. And me and you had the whole music thing, mm. so you know, so that just made a lot of sense. It wasn't initially as well. We kind of just we would work every time we see each other. We're open to working, but you know, as life started to hit, 
<laughs> you leave uni yeah. and you get that holocaust and you know you need real people around you so we gravitated because our struggles were similar mm. and the passion was similar as well our way out of it we looked at our way out of it as as, uni- as unified anyway so might as well put strengths together and how many years down the line well we we still ready to take on the world with this so yeah and on another note i've actually worked with these guys recently on obviously ps project which he directed and wrote and i produced which Mm. was very very interesting wonderful fun at the same time so you guys did well you guys did well and you acted in it as well my little cameo his little cameo and jc did the the music for us so you all the beautiful sounds and stuff in there all the serious and hard-hitting notes and stuff like yeah he did it so mm. he had had his stamp on it so guys it is actually out now is it yeah it, it is, is. Oh. why did i have to think about that because i bought it out <laughs> and it's out um you can check it out on uh purple night color on vimeo and on youtube and if you go on our social media artistic state of mind i shared the trailer as well so Make sure you guys check it out. It's a living animus. So, yeah. And just quickly, before we get into the rest of the show, give us a day in the life of, obviously, your journey into making a track and, obviously, your journey into producing a track. Okay. Day in the life. I don't know. Mine is, uh, is a weird thing. Like, the way I work is just on feeling and emotion. Mm. So if I've gone, it could be anything to be fair, if I've read something interesting, if someone's told me a, 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 an interesting story, if I'm feeling some type of way, then I'll, I'll nine times out of 10, I'll yeah sit down and start working on a beat. Um, and then from there, I've had certain situations where I've made a beat, but the lyrics haven't been there for like a good year. And I'll leave it for a year and then come back to it later. Um, but most of the time, yeah, it, the process really happens seamlessly enough. For me, I feel like that's, I just kind of like that genuine aspect of it where you're in the moment mm-hmm. and you just make the beat and then the lyrics, I'm just writing the lyrics while I'm making the beat. And then, um, yeah, lay the whole thing down straight away. So the process could take as little as maybe an hour or two. Okay. And go whole track, yeah. That's, that's literally my process. Okay. You, JC? I'll say, like, producing for people is it's different each time, I guess. Like, mm. I wouldn't say I have a set way, but I, I mean, I have a way that works for, uh, say, a set number of artists and a different way that works for another set of artists. But it kind of depends on the artist, really, how they want to start it. If they'll be a bit lackadaisical, they don't really have a sense of what they're doing, then I'll take the reins. And usually that ends up with me um, just capitalising on how they're feeling at that point in time where their head is at, what they feel like doing. Because there's no point of us trying a certain type of style or track if you're really not into that at the moment. That's just going to feel like work. So the idea is just fun, trying to find where their head is at. I might play a few sounds I have in the stash, you know what I mean? Just to get them, just to, you know, see where their head is at, see what they lev- they levitate towards or gravitate. That's the better word, sorry. Um, yeah. And from there, I'll either build something from scratch for them and create a bit of a vibe. We might get some drink going and whatever. <laughs> but whatever the arts is into, even a bit of a zubi if, if you're into that. But yeah, <laughs> oh my God. but um, yeah, just things that will help um, bring the right vibe out. And the rest is literally me creating a beat from scratch, 
um, or giving you something that you fancy from the stash. Some artists even have a certain style in mind that they want to bring forward that they might play me and okay, I'll make something inspired off that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The rest is just them just literally getting their zone, whatever they need in terms of song arrangement and so forth. We start to build the track around their mood or around, how, how, around their feeling. That's, so that's really it. Cool, cool, cool. Stuff. So we're, later on in the show, we're going to talk a little bit more about um, a villain's hymn. So okay. I'll definitely have some more questions and stuff like that about the the album. Obviously, the demo album that we've had the opportunity to listen to. So mm. yeah. But in the meantime, let's carry on with the show. So, what's the downbeat, Stephen? What's been happening, theatre, film, television, music-wise? Oh man, um, I don't know where to begin. But what I would say is. We, we kind of missed last week, or not last week, the week before, before that, that, and we were meant to record an episode to talk a bit, talk a bit about the Grammys. So I kind of want to no, do it now. Yes. want to yes. touch on it a bit. I don't want to go in, t- into too much depth into it mm-hmm. because I know it's kind of like old news for some people compared, like, compared to I'm people sure on the internet. I'm still like to hear our opinion. Yes, definitely. And I'd love definitely. to hear you guys' opinion as well. So you guys mm-hmm. need to chime in. Yes. So I'm going to quickly bring up the kind of nominations and we'll kind of have a discussion about it. Is Adele and Beyonce in this? No, okay, they good. aren't. Thank goodness. Um, so, <laughs> said, thank goodness. Wow. Yeah, okay. I'm not, not really feeling that um, category. But what I would say is, mm. where is this list now? Gosh, apologies. Okay, here we are. So I start with record of the year. So we've got Redbone by Childish Gambino, Ooh. Despacito by Louis Fonzi, no, Louis no, no, Fonzi awesome. and Daddy Yankee yeah. featuring Justin Bieber. Right. Um, the story of OJ. Jay Z, Humble, Kendrick Lamar, Twenty Four Carat Magic, Bruno Mars. So, I don't know. Is that the category where no white male has been is is nominated? Justin Bieber is a white male, so he's in that. (laughs) Uh, um, Oh, was it album of the year? It's probably album of the year. Album of the year year is yeah, no white male. So yeah, what what are your thoughts when you guys heard those nominations? I'm sure you. There's musically, no women in that list. musically enlightened guys out there, you know, saw the nominations. <clears throat> any first impressions? Do you have any kind of predictions who is going to win or who is going to win anyway? All I know is I see there's a few, there's credible um, songs there. Like there's, a, there's songs there that I look at and I can't complain or scream like, oh, what the hell is that doing there? So, and there's songs I'm even quite pleasantly surprised that are on there, whether I think they should win or not. Mm-hmm. Like the story of OJ, like it's nice to see that getting some yeah, good recognition, yeah. you know what I mean? Whether someone thinks that that should win or not, like mm-hmm. that's worthy of being mentioned or nominated, you know mentioned. what I mean? Okay. And on this complete different spectrum of things, something like 24 Karat Gold, again, in a whole new light, it's also worth mentioning. It's, that's an incredible track too. So, um, yeah, I would say, I, I wouldn't, the Daddy Yankee one, I haven't really heard that much. And oh, it doesn't really sound like something I'd- heard Despacito. Maybe I have, but it doesn't sound like something I'd be into. <laughs> so, um, it's you know, if you listen to the radio, you probably would have heard it. That sounds like a bit of a the one that sticks out to me as a sore thumb, I guess, in terms of everything else there. Yeah. But like I said, I don't really, I'm not really familiar with that, but that song is not really my forte. So, I guess for people who are into that, they're catered to in the nominations as well. Okay. Is, there, is you lot feel like there's something missing, or what? you said something about there's no females nominated? Yeah, there's no females. That's fair in enough. That category list, but then thinking about it, what I don't know what particular song. 
I'll think maybe for you like maybe a song by SZA. Right? Yeah, I was gonna say SZA, but SZA's been nominated probably in she's in four other categories. Yes. Right? So I feel like my heart is she, at ease. She, she just, that she, that's justified, yeah. Yeah, so it's justified. <laughs> but I don't think there was any particular track of hers that was record of the year. I don't mm. think Love Galore was. I f- I just feel like her whole her whole vibe, her whole presence has been the whole her whole yeah. She's rolled. She's basically rolled herself out this year. What exactly like, is to the, the criteria matter. for this? Though? Yeah, that's the thing. I don't know. We, we talked about it, I think, last season, you could say, yeah, and we're trying season, to yeah. define what record of the year was. I mm-hmm. think it kind of, it's it's, it's weird because you have to, it plays into, they 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 take in how many times it's got spinned on the radio, how many times it's been played on the radio, um, the impact it's had, for example, like if there's any kind of, um, I don't know, people Social. say um, like internet presence to so people talk about on the internet, um, the artist itself as well that plays into it. But I think there's so many other factors as well mm. that I've probably missed out. But, but those I don't know artists parts. themselves have to nominate their their work or their their, their people have to I think there's a yeah there's a board involved and that has well, to yeah, yeah you know, has to kind of give it a green light and say, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that tracks mm. like is worthy to be on that record of the year list and stuff. But um Melly, do you have any do you have any kind of the reason why I asked that is like it's it's a bit of a difficult conversation when you put like Despacito and um, Story of OJ in the same boat mm. it's like okay one song's I, I don't want to um, like it's very poppy and very commercial yeah I, 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 I don't want to like you know um, downgrade the creativity of it obviously you know it's It'll a creative song nice. whatever sure <laughs> 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 um, not you're not pulling any punches but, like, <laughs> For me, like, Story of OJ is, like, one of the greatest songs I've ever heard in my life. Like, creatively, the story, like, the lyrics, the, the video, everything, everything about that song is just incredible. And, um, yeah, I just feel like that and the song like Despacito is not not even in the same playing field. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's well, kind of... That's why I guess it gets a bit interesting and subjective because I agree with you on that, like, mm. but in in retrospect also... There's people that probably feel that same way about Despacito, and I can't fathom as to why, but <laughs> that's their life, isn't it? They, that, that's what that's they, very true. you know. That's Someone might look true. at me and say, "Oh, Jay's not all that." I beg to differ, but yeah. I'm still yet to listen to that album. So, so I feel like I guess we we do go have to go off of how big the song is, how mm. big the impact is, because yeah. whether I like the song or not, the impact tells We're you. We're talking impact, like Despacito is definitely. Talking of impact, like it's done what it's supposed to do. Mm. It's like it's like a meme. Fam. It's like a. It's like. Can a, someone give me a quick line from that song or something? I might have heard it, but. Despacito. And then everything else is like what's Spanish? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I literally just sang the title of the song to you, so. <laughs> oh, you know this song. You know yeah. it. You must yeah. have heard it. But moving Boy, on, yeah. apart from that, what is what other kind of categories have kind of like? Uh, there was album of the year. And what was an album of the year? That was the one where there is no white male that was been nominated. The one. That since is correct. Nineteen ninety twenty five years. Twenty five years. Hold on, there hasn't been a white male nominated for that category for the last. No, this is no, the no. first this time. Is the first time. Oh, so it hasn't been. Yeah, okay, that sounds more like it. Yeah. So the nominees are. Awaken My Love by Charles Gambino. Beautiful. 444 by Jay-Z. Damn, Kendrick Lamar. <sighs> Melodrama, Lord, 24K Magic, um, 24K Magic, Bruno Mel- Mars. Melodrama by Lord. Yeah, that was the standout one. She's not white, though. She's white, though. 
She's white female. She's white female. So that was the, um, and people, I think mostly people like based on the internet was like shocked by Lord's nomination in there. Was she not meant to be? I didn't know if she had a new album. I don't know how big Kanye has been. I don't want to slate no one's Yeah, Yeah, I don't think I've seen there being a buzz about her. And I'll say I ain't really been like, say, to, um, I had my eyes. I ain't had my eyes peeled on Bruno Mars recently, but mm-hmm. that's what I mean about impact. Like I haven't really been checking for Bruno like that, but yeah. he's been in my face whether I like it or not. Yes. And the songs I do like the songs, you know what I mean. Yeah. So it's like I, I can't deny his impact. I'm not even looking in his direction, but mm-hmm. his music is is coming towards me. I'm on the way to work and seeing this guy popping. They're playing him in the Westfield. Mm-hmm. Like his music is is out there, like, and I'm hearing it in certain clubs it's just it, it, it has an impact and i'm seeing that having a certain impact on the way people are taking it in the society mm-hmm. whereas if you talk about say lord i guess maybe she's going for more of a niche um vibe this year because I, I haven't noticed anything. yeah, yeah. I'm, not gonna lie. I'm, I'm gonna say something a bit controversial to some people in it but Go ahead. I'm, I'm not a big fan of that um awake on my love album man wow my- wow I'm not a fan. Um, you explain why? The, um, comp- overall or just... I just feel like the direction was quite, like, just... I don't know. It's like, you know, someone just... Uh, it was like... I, I've always known Childish Gambino as a rapper, in it, mm-hmm. Like, fully as a rapper. I've never heard him sing in my life. Like, um, yeah, and when he just dropped that, I was just like... I no, actually that's, agree that's, with him. That's not Childish wow. Gambino. Everyone's telling me he's Childish Gambino. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Childish Gambino raps. <laughs> like, I, I just did not see it coming. I've always felt Childish Gambino, from what I know of him, as when he even was rapping, when he's rapping, he still raps, sorry. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, he always seemed to have that enlightenment, though. Like, he's got that side to him. So, this, mm. this Awake My Love just felt like for years, never seen you know, he, he's somewhat, I guess, maybe kept that in. And now, Awaken My Love, he's at a stage in his career where it feels like, you know, he's reached that level of maturity where he's ready to, ready to experiment to that level. Because yeah, yeah. they made they made music. Like, they didn't program, like, how we be doing this. They made music from scratch. They made, they played all the melodies. They, that stuff sounds, a lot of that stuff sounds sampled, but it's not. It's, just, it's like, they it's really went and made mm. that. And that, I think that's credible. I think that has to be appreciated, especially in this day and age. Mm. And Charles Gambini has just got an appreciation for that type type of music. You can tell when he raps, he's got a certain certain mentality, a certain I know, wisdom. Sometimes I feel like, um, as a fan of a certain artist, it's like kind of ease me into to, to something new, you mm. know. But when I'm kind of used to something, and then you say, right, you're bringing out a new project, and you have these certain expectations, and it's something completely different to what I've ever, what what I've known you for. Like, fair enough if, like, I don't know, you're, you're, to be honest with you, like, I wouldn't say I'm a super big childish Gambino fan to say I know all of his work. Yeah. So he, he could have been creeping creeping in the vocals on some stuff it that yeah, I may have not been aware of. Yeah. But from what I've known him for, it's just all been mostly rap. So, yeah, that just came as a mad surprise to me. Mm. Yeah. You don't like that album. I'm sorry, that just <laughs> <No, laughs> hit me. To be honest with you, I kind of see, I understand where Mally's coming from because when I listened to the album, I was listening driving, driving somewhere, and I was like, let me listen to the album, and it kind of felt a little bit all over the place for me. Mm. Um, it wasn't wow. t- necessarily taking me down a journey. Not to say that, and I've not listened to it since. <laughs> like I only mm. listened it to the one time. It didn't push me to kind of listen wanting to listen to it again and kind of saying actually Juliana maybe you should think about mm. 
you know, trying this song or listen to that song again. You must have came out to Redbone a few times. Yeah, well, I've I've heard Redbone in like obviously you you radio and all of that. Not even radio, but obviously watching the video and you know hearing it in passing and stuff. That's probably the only song that I remember off the album because it has been played to me quite a few times in different places. Redbone is awesome. But to be honest with you, it wasn't the album's not memorable. It wasn't memorable to me. For, for, okay, I thought you were going to say for you. I, <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'm not going to speak on behalf of anybody else. <laughs> Stephen's like, nah. I want to no. hear. I want to hear what Stephen's uh, thinking. Actually, well, his take on that. Yeah. Um. So for, for me, the album "Awaken My Love," I thought it was honestly, I thought it was a masterpiece. Um. I'm going to say I might sound really like over the top, but the reason I say that is because I had I haven't heard an artist be so quote-unquote brave to do something like that and you know for someone that's usually known as a rapper but sometimes a singer because he did he did um on his previous album because of the internet he did sing the song 3005 the, the chorus on that was like mm-hmm. really like yeah it was just a he was a singer on that chorus but then for him to put an album out like this and it for be and it and for it to be very produced um no musically conscience of itself like it was i thought it was pretty pretty amazing to do that and you know just seeing some of the people trying on on youtube and stuff try and break down the songs and stuff and find it very very difficult to do that because the way it was created itself it wasn't there wasn't a lot of programming or anything like it was all done original they had the guitars out there they had you know they had a few synthesizers in there they had drums everything was like felt like it was it sounded like it was live and it was just yeah yeah and it just felt you don't really see that a lot these days you do see it sometimes and then when you do see it it is appreciated but for this album i feel like it was for what he'd done with it and yeah just like the whole singing thing as well and i don't think he even raps on the album no maybe maybe a bit a bit of like just like speaking and stuff like that but like for him to put like a whole singing album out, like that's that's dope to me. Yeah, and I didn't even just look at it as like your typical singing album. Mm. It's like it was, <laughs> it's almost like he made singing feel like some sort of past time kind of ritualistic thing. Yeah, it's like you just put your ego to one side and put your message out in the most effective way possibly, which happens to be singing in this way. Yeah, and definitely. it's like he's rapped, he's done a lot of that. Yeah, we know a lot of the, a lot of the um. I don't know, social ideas and what's the word, prejudice that comes into a black man that is saying things very fast mm. and aggressively on a, on a BPM. <laughs> so maybe this goes down a bit more universally. Yeah. I mean, if it gets the message across and it doesn't, you don't take it away from your, the purity of your point mm-hmm. or the content, then yeah. And it comes, it came out well, man. Brilliant. I think it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So um, just out of the categories, is there anyone you're kind of rooting for just to, it's a quick fire one out there. So, Awaken My Love, 444, Damn, Melodrama, 24K, Magic. Damn. Damn for me. Damn, damn. Listen okay. to that album quite a few times. <sighs> yeah, damn. I All guess right. it's damn. Okay. I'm going to go with Awaken My Love, which So, no 44, 444, 444. 444. 444 fans in here. Look, like, Big fans. this is what I like about this category. Like, if I, I, I guess overall, they're all, they're all really fairly good um shouts and i think overall damn man the way the amount of times i was living in the album for like a couple of weeks like i couldn't actually me too you know what i mean me too. 
<laughs> like surprising. I ain't even spoke about that the whole time we've been there. But yo, that it goes without saying that thing touched me, boy. That mm. and like the cons- the consistency in the whole project. Like I would say, I like. I used maybe at one point I liked ninety percent, and now probably like a hundred, definitely one hundred and ten percent of the mm. stuff. You know what I mean? Like every track I can listen to it easily. It's not even can I will happily listen to, and um, yeah. If that if any other um, category was to win, honestly, I'll be honest. Apart from say Lord, if any other <laughs> ca- category won, I wouldn't be upset. Be like I'll feel, you know what hats off. If four forty four wins, you think I'm going to complain? Mm. I might be. I'm actually clap like that, that's that, that's credible. Yeah. I'm happy okay. for Jay if he gets that. But I think overall, Damn is the one for me that should get that. In cool. terms of singles, the whole album being great, presence, impact, on it, it's, it's everything. Mm. Dope, dope. I don't know if we've touched on this a bit yeah, too much, but we can, yeah, we, can, we, we can move we on. We've still got other stuff. And on the, the subject of Charles Gambino, aka Daniel Glover, Daniel. Donald. Donald. <laughs> Donald. Do, do, do you know what? Yeah, it flows better that he's a Daniel. To no. be honest, it sounds like he should be a Daniel. Daniel Glover. What's his brother's name? Michael. His brother's name's Michael Glover. Maybe. I don't, I don't even know. know. I think I do. Um, but on the subject of Donald Glover, yeah. um, Lakeith Stanfield posted a couple of pictures of um, Atlanta season two. Mm-hmm. Now. Whew. Now, have you guys watched season one of Atlanta? Yes. Have you? I, I, oh God, you haven't, haven't you? <laughs> Yeah, where have you been? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take him to watch the whole season now because you know this episode's not long. I've been working on the album. I've been working on the album. Sorry. So you can't spare a bit of a half an hour, thirty five minutes. It's a good. It's a good show. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really good show. I'll give it a go. Um, but I they... sound like a real like childish Gambino hater right now. <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought you watched that. You know, and then I don't even watch his show. I, re- I really thought you watched that, bro. What's the one where um, he was in? He was in some group in the college. Community. I yeah, just watched that. I, I, I just watched I used that. to watch Community. I community just watched bank. that again for the fifth time. <laughs> community was very yeah. good. No, it was hilarious. Mm. Um, but going on back to Atlanta. Um, season two. Season two. They've made us a little bit excited. But the thing is, what Lakeith decided to do was put the wrong dates. I think he was trolling the fans. Basically, so he originally said sometime in... I believe they finished shooting. They have finished. They finished yeah. shooting. Oh, wow. Okay. Season two. Mm. Um, he then put on an Instagram post that it's coming out sometime in February 2018. And then he went to go and change both the month and the year from April 2018 to then February 2020. So he's changed the dates quite a few times. And then it's now saying it's dropping in January 2019. So it's all up in the air about the dates. Don't and I muck around that, with me, I, bro. Exactly. It's like... <laughs> Give me, give me some solid credibility. I will boycott the, the show, you know. I must I love it. Like you're, you're, you're playing my emotions here. But. Well, we all kind of knew that potentially we didn't know when it was coming out because of, you know, Donald being involved in the Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, what's that Han show? Solo, um, Han Solo. Han Solo. Oh, Star Wars. Sorry, he's doing, yeah, yeah, And then obviously yeah, music-wise. Yeah, 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 so he's yeah. a very, very busy guy. Is he going to be Han Solo? No, he's going to be um, Lando. Okay. What's his name? I forgot his first name, but... Lando, Lando. Yeah. People, yeah. I'm sure people will know. A significant that, character, basically. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, very <laughs> significant character. He's a main character. Um, but yeah, so that they, yeah, they're basically just teasing us. So hopefully 
like the original date of February 20th. I don't think it'll be February 20th. I'm not on the teasing. I'm not going to lie. But I don't, don't want to nice know anything. Was, if, it was, if it was next year, then hallelujah. I think that, that, that shot culture is, is the thing right now, though. You see the way people just drop albums with no... With, I don't with, think they'll do that with a TV people. show. These days. First time for everything, though, right? I don't think Atlanta has enough of a stand for hmm. people to be like, yo, they just dropped Atlanta today and we didn't know. Do you know hmm. what I mean? Um, I guess not, but it's, I don't know. I, I, think I, I, don't, I, don't, relative, I don't know how, how big it is relatively to everyone. I, I think I thought it was pretty kind of big. Oh, like, yeah, absolutely. It's definitely, definitely big. But I think if they were to do something like, They've been secretly filming like a a friend's special episode, and you just dropped it. That will make a buzz because yeah. a lot of people, friends, yeah. it's friends, mm. and people bit you know didn't think that that would happen. But I think people are expecting a season two, mm. but it's kind of up in the air when the dates are. And if it does drop, I don't think it would. If they did like a secret Beyonce drop thing, where hey, go first episode's out for you guys, then I'm sure people will watch it. But I don't think people would be like, yo, on the Twitter and the True. I guess it makes sense for him to rake in all the fan base from this um, uh, Star Wars role and then True. drop the thing afterwards because now everyone's going to want to see more. Mm. But I think, I think Atlanta it. definitely has its own kind of fan base and because it's just so authentic in itself. It's I just feel like a lot of people watching um, Star it, Wars and when they see what Glover's capable of, oh yeah, they'll be like... So he's, you say he's got his own show, you say? You know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> that kind of mm. thing. Yeah. So going to see how good he translates, translates his act. Yeah, absolutely. In other news as well, back to award season. Mm-hmm. So they've um, recently announced the nominations for the Golden Globes. So does anyone know the Golden Globes in the building? Mm. JC th- looks so confused. He's looking at me like, what? what? The Golden Globes? Yeah. I just don't know what the nominations are. Oh, they're well. The nominations are very interesting. Okay. Mm. Know about the Golden Globes? Mm. Heard about the nominations? Haven't heard about the nomination. Okay, so it's all fairly kind of new. So Golden Globes is basically film and television and all that stuff. Comedy, mainly mainly kind of like serious dramas and comedy and film. um, Yeah. And TV as well. Um, So the nominations, a lot of people have kind of been like, oh, okay. But some people are like, hmm questionable but that's that's the thing with awards you know there's always going to be questions up in the air like why wasn't that film nominated or why wasn't that just to clarify the BAFTAs is is that deal mainly soaps right BAFTAs is more UK-ish it's basically the British Academic Film and Television Awards okay um yeah I think that is why you did well to yeah to remember it um, but yeah, that's that's based in the UK. So the Golden Globe is based in America, but it's mainly kind of like universal kind of films and TV shows. So yeah, you can edit that bit up anyway. That what? question I just asked. But keep going. <laughs> <laughs> no, people might not know. I actually know the Golden Globes. I don't know why I asked. I thought it was British for a second, but it's actually it, it's universal. Universal, and you've got the Oscars, which is also international as well. That's but like a higher is, look. That's like the Grammys. Yeah. Of of film. Um, really. Good question about the Grammys. Um, has a UK rapper ever won a Grammy? No. Have they even been nominated? Enter Malachi's latest uh, <laughs> conquest. There is. There is. There is. Speaking it into first. existence. It first. Go on. There is. You have to say it. Go the on. First UK rapper 
to win a Grammy. There we go. We've heard it here first. It's Mali. There you go. We've heard it here first. Dope. Dope. Um, but going back to the Golden Globes, the nominations have come out and um, a lot of them, I mean, we won't touch too much on all of them because there's a long list. But there's one in particular that I wanted to talk about, which was Best Director. Mm. Um, being that there's no female directors on this list. And a lot of female directors have been creating a buzz um, this year in regards to film. Um, one of them being, um, oh my God, I know her name. D. She directed Mudbound. D. Reese, but I might say I have to. I, I can't. I don't know if that's her name, but her name is definitely D. But okay. I don't know her surname. <laughs> All right. Might be wrong on her surname, or might be right on her surname, but she directed Mudbound, and Mudbound has been having a massive buzz. Sounds like a bit of a striking title. Yeah? It's a bit of a striking title. Mudbound? Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting one. It's literally about... um, I didn't get to watch it. I was going to watch it as part of the film festival, but it's about uh, two families just after the war, two of both, both sons... Reese, so I was right. Yes, I love when I'm right about something. I'm sure someone's listening, saying, "You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right." Um, but it's about these two um, sons, one black, one white, who are war veterans, and I think they become friends. They're from the same town, and it's just based around both of their families. Um, I don't know how accurate that information is, but that's what I remember off the top of my head. Mary J. Blige is in it. She plays. Um, the mother of the black son and she's actually been nominated for supporting actress yeah yes golden, for a golden globe yes um, go on, Mary. is this her first acting gig go on, no Mary. she's been acting is she's been nice, there, yeah? there but yeah. i think this is one of her biggest ones. Mm. so i knew that she was going to get a lot of award award buzz and i won't be surprised if she's been she gets nominated for an oscar as well because mm. of her performance and Mudbound if you guys have Netflix is available on Netflix because it's mm. a Netflix um, film so you can watch it okay kind of we'll have to enlist, enlist some company to watch that with me too. Well, yeah. Okay, get in there. Um, but going back onto the best directors, you've got Guillermo del Toro, Toro. Yep. Ooh, okay. which is The Shape of He directed The Shape of Water, mm. Martin Mer. McDonald, have I said his name right? McDonald, yeah. Um, three billboards outside Epping, Missouri. Ebbing, Missouri. Um, Christopher Nolan, Dunkirk. Dunkirk, sorry. Dunkirk. Dunkirk. All right, Din. Sorry, because I like to butcher things, Dunkirk. so you know, <laughs> need my spokesman to tell me when I'm right or wrong. Um, Ridley Scott, All the Money in the World, and Steven Spielberg, The Post. This just sounds now not to take away from these gentlemen's work. But it sounds very white male heavy, as I'd like to put it, which I think is quite interesting. And this is not to take away from their work. I just feel like with just the progress that I feel like film is making, it feels like it's a step back into where the work of a female or woman director isn't appreciated, if that makes sense. Mm. You know, you've got people like... Steven Spielberg, I'm going to sound like a hater. He's been doing this for years and I'm sure he's been nominated for bountiful amount of times. But you kind of just think, could they not put someone else's name in there for once in a while? I do want to throw something in in the kind of works because this is Best Director for Motion Picture. 
Motion picture. So motion picture, is that, is that in regards to like bringing CGI in there and stuff like that and like visual effects? Because motion picture is, as far as I know, is like, is that like a big bringing, screen movies and stuff? Yeah. So, cause there's, should there be, shouldn't there be like two different categories? So best director, just best director for like a film and then best director for like motion picture because I don't think there is. The Shape of Water is, is got like a CGI um, character in it. Um, I'm not too sure about the other two, but Dunkirk as well. I'm sure they've used CGI, yeah, yeah, that CGI in that, that film. Um, Steven Spielberg's known for CGI. Yep. Ridley Scott should have some CGI in that film. So yeah, um, is there like a female? I think that probably there is, there is a, a black female that's done a film recently. Um, is it a wrinkle in time? But that is that's probably going to be, yet. that isn't out yet. It's probably going to be nominated for next year's. So okay. what motion picture does, is that consist of CGI? I'm, I'm thinking so that's because I, I wouldn't think it did. Like motion pictures sound like a basic, uh, you know, film. Basic yeah. film maybe maybe for 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 big. Hmm. Huh. That could be that's that's an interesting <laughs> question that we neither one of us can answer. Yeah, because, motion you know, It's quite interesting to see that. Okay, so I guess it's, it's an end. I'm wrong. Then I'm wrong. That's fine. It's definitely not kind of like CGI heavy. It's not even got any CGI. Okay, cool. So yeah, heavy. then I'm wrong. Then that's but fine. I don't that's know fine. about. But then if it just sound like it's for big screen, probably that. Yeah, I think it's mainly because of the again, it might be the same notion as the Grammy, the buzz, the the buzz that it's got throughout the whole kind of like festivals, like you know, um, Toronto, London, Sundance, all of them. So probably it's just the buzz that it's been getting. But it is a shame that somebody like Dee Reeds, who directed something, she actually wrote as well, Mudbound, I think co-wrote it and directed it. And for her name not to be in that category, category it's a real shame. Well, how long has she been doing her thing, though? She's been doing it for years. So she's got, she. I think she had another project before that, that was probably a lot smaller, that wasn't as big as, you know, but this, you know, when you get people that have their breakthrough year, yeah. I think this was her year and it's a shame that they didn't put her name mm. as part of this being that it is her breakthrough, breakthrough year and there's been a lot of buzz about Mudbound and how amazing it is and how it's great to have something like that as part of, you know, the festival kind of like market. So it's, it, you know, recognise those that are kind of, doing the work that is accredited, if that makes sense. Well, I don't know how much artists or people that are involved in these things, how much now they hold, you know, the the, the opinion or the weight of uh, the accolade uh, um, um, of an award mm. now. But I feel like people probably, sh honestly, should probably start coming away from holding it. So, I mean, it's nice to be nominated. Yeah. If you ain't, then... Yeah, is it not nice? Uh, you just, you just got I feel like these kind of dramas have been going on for a while, though, isn't it? These sorts of discriminations and stuff within yeah. a lot of these award shows. But I don't know. It's, it's not. It's not even to say that you should accept it. I suppose. Yeah, but, but I just feel like they should find them um, their gratification for what they do in other. Oh, absolutely! And I'm sure. I'm sure they do. Yeah, um, but you know, in something as big as Hollywood and as big as these kind of things are recognize those who are you know doing those things that are that are literally if you could say there's a manual 
for what it is to be in Hollywood or what work what your work needs to look like for you to be nominated or for you to be in a category I can honestly say that I'm sure she probably ticked all those lists that ticked all the tick boxes if that makes sense mm -hmm. you know so if there are it's just uh, I don't want to sound I want to sound mean but I'm going to say it anyway I just feel like there's a lot of it feels like a lot of the work is like for somebody of colour or for somebody who's a woman to put out a work, a piece of work, it has to be extraordinary to even get an eye in. But if it's a white male, it, it feels like it's sometimes a little bit mediocre and they can still get in, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Now, shoot me if I'm wrong. You know what? We can have this conversation on Twitter. I don't mind, you know, cheating <laughs> a few people, but that's what my I honestly think. I honestly think some of these things that I see, some of the... Some of the films on there, I, for a day-to-day -day person like myself, none of it really catches my attention apart from the no the, appeal. Apart from the free billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, you know, the rest of them, I'm like, Don, Dun, Dunkirk. Dunkirk, yeah. Oh, I'm sick and tired of war movies. How many of them have been done? It's boring. Why? Why? Um, why? I, I, I actually want to see what, what they do with that. Uh, maybe it's because it's got Tom Hardy in it. I've seen it. It's it's, it's good. It's good. I? I, I've seen it. It's actually it's good. good. Hey, just because you ain't into war films. Exactly. <laughs> no, it's just enough is enough. Come on. Where's the originality? Where is the original? original? What was the last war film you watched before Dunkirk? Ooh. <laughs> 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 it's probably because you don't watch war films no, but there's, the there's an audience no, out there that appreciates no, but the, it but that's the thing like don't get me wrong if I, I i i don't mind going to see one but if i'm seeing one if there's one that's coming out every single year at some point you think okay have this has this story not been told enough well i mean that's the but obviously the, there's so many aspects to talk about war. yeah war but it's still war. I hate, I got tired of seeing these bloody slow films, man. Like, how many yeah, different angles you want to show Kinto Kente from, bruv? But, like, <laughs> yo, they keep chugging him up. Like, <laughs> and every time it's they like this person awards, depicted it? it in just an, another, even more unique way. Like, yeah. all right, cool. <laughs> Someone out there is loving it. So, okay, well. Another one, another category that, that that's a bit... Up it, that's a bit kind of move, like move. They were moving Buki with this one, which is best motion picture, comedy or musical. This is the one, yeah. Um, and Get Out is in that nomination. Now, has anybody seen Get Out? Give me that. Um, give me the the category. Best again. motion picture, comedy or musical. Did you hear that very clear? Yeah. Comedy or musical. Okay, so who? What are the who are the nominees? The, nom the nominees are the Disaster Artist, Get Out, The Great Showman, I Tonya, and Lady Bird. Interesting, very interesting. It's only one I know. There, I'm gonna lie. I'm gonna try to sound cool, bro. That's only. Bro. But let's just be honest. I don't <clears throat> understand how Get Out is a comedy or a musical. Mm. It has comedy. It has, a lot of comedy it has comedic it elements, but I I don't feel comfortable just calling it a comedy. Yeah, but so what would you? You guys are definitely more film fanatics. So what would you call that? Like every four minute, what would we? What would you call a thriller or a motion picture? It is quite. I will put that in the category of as a motion picture because, okay, put aside the elements. And they, I'm putting. The I think they might have even. I don't think. It, I think people. I think people saw it as a comedy because you kind of look at it and you think 
this is so real that it's laughable. And it's Jordan Peele as well. Exactly. <laughs> but at the same time, it is a serious conversation. Yes. You get what I'm saying? So I didn't necessarily see it as, yeah, you, you kikied and laughed about it because there was some familiarity about it, if that makes sense. You mm. kind of think, okay, as somebody who's a black person, if I was in that situation, that could probably happen to me. And... You know, it's quite funny, but at the same time, you're thinking, "Shit, that is." It's got a dark undertone to it. I don't think. I don't think it was funny at all. I feel like the only funny element was that guy, his friend. He was on the he was on the phone to you're right it wasn't really it, it had comical yeah it was pretty serious it was very it's a very and, it's a and you know what because i know jordan peele in it i've watched a lot of his sketches and he usually has this very dramatic dark tone and then he just flips it so mm. com- the comedy the punch or whatever just comes mm. so random he will create like all these sketches you must have seen kevin and Peele's sketch yeah, yeah. Oh, Keen Peele, yeah. sorry yeah and yeah you have this dramatic scene he set up everything so create so um you feel like you're in an actual motion picture, and then all of a sudden mm. something stupid happens. And you're thinking, did this guy really just break the scene like that? That's crazy. <laughs> and it just continues to improvise this craziness. So when you're watching Get Out, I'm not gonna lie, those elements it felt like a very it's polished version of that, and you're waiting for the for the punch. It didn't come, mm. but like it has that kind of yeah, weird undertone to it. Mm. Definitely not comedy though. What's your thoughts on it, Stephen? Um, yeah, just going off what you said, I feel like as soon as they put into that category, it kind of just disregarded the whole story as like, as, as, it was just a joke. Everything yeah. was funny. Um, racism was funny. Um, like, it's not, it's not right. And, you know, they you know, these award, these award people or whatever, the board or whatever, they, they're just trying to be sly about it. And I just feel like they feel like, the people that have appreciated that film, watched that film, and for what it was, and really loved it, and you know, for it to be so popular, and they really enjoyed the film. For 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 us, it was like it's just like a rubbing your face, or like a middle finger to us to say, you know what, if your film, we're gonna put in a put in a comic comedy character. Comedy, but no, it was comedy and musical. And musical as well. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. Yeah. They just made a farce out of out of it, basically. Yeah, basically. I think it just seemed like somebody put it in, put the film in a hat, and just like, do you know what? Whatever we pick, that's what category we'll put it in. It was just like it was like a like, maybe. Well, we I feel like they said, "Well, everyone like Get Out. We have to put Get Out somewhere, somewhere but we don't know where to put yeah. it." So maybe maybe Jordan Peele rubbed someone up the wrong way. Personally, I don't know. There's all these personal aspects to the whole thing as well. As far as I'm concerned. They're human beings, so. <laughs> but still, I, I, I wasn't very happy about it. But in other great news. That is, Daniel, I, I just want to say that is quite shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, let me, it, it, that didn't come across in my tone because I was, <laughs> that is quite shit. Musical. Yeah. Did you watch that film properly? <laughs> Bruv. And then it goes on to the fact that Daniel Kanula. Kalua, Kalua. Kalua. That's the actor, right? The actor I mean, has the been black nominated actor from that. Um, for best performance by an actor in a motion picture, comedy and musical. Now, obviously since the film was put in the category of a comedy and musical, him being the actor in it, he would get the comedy and musical. But at the same time, I'm happy for him because it's a British actor. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Somebody that is, that they've seen from coming up from ends, do you get what I'm saying? Mm. And then kind of getting nominated for a Golden Globe. So you can't, you you don't want to take away from it, but you're mad because like, come on, give him credit for the work that he had to put into that. Do you get what I'm saying? It would just, I think it would just be interesting if he wins. I hope he wins it. And you know, his speech will be very, very, 
funny. Like he would say something like, yeah, wow, I never knew I was a comedian. Yeah. Like kind of thing. Like maybe just <laughs> threw something out there. That would be really dope. His, but that's something that's in his nature anyway. Yeah, that's so a he good probably one. would. That would be dope <laughs> if he does that. That would yeah. be really dope. Um, but other guys in the category is Stephen Carell, Battle of the Sexes, um, and Ansel Elgott. Elgott, yeah. Um, Baby Driver, James Franco, The Disaster Artist, Hugh Jackman, The Great Showman, and obviously Daniel Kaluuya, Get mm. Out. Yeah. Hmm. See, I don't know. <laughs> but apart from that, TV-wise, can't go wrong with best TV comedy series, Blackish, um, The Marvelous Mrs. May- Maisel. Maisel. M- Master of None. S-M-I-L-F and Will and Grace. Now, I have a thing about Will and Grace because Will and Grace has just come That's down. still going on. <laughs> no. They, <laughs> same thing, yo. <laughs> they went on a break and they're back. A break? Yeah, they went on a, like How a 10-year... 10-year break. 10-year break. <laughs> yeah, hiatus. Right. Is it same actors? Same actors. They're wow. That back. gay guy and... Yeah, they're all back. And I've actually right. watched... I've watched... I've actually watched the episodes and I wow. don't think it's... I don't think it... There's something missing. It was. It's not the old Willing Grace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe some, maybe some youth and vigor. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's not. It's the comedy isn't there the way it was back mm. in the day. I don't think it ever will be. It's just like bringing. If someone brought back Friends, people are like, oh, I'll bring back Friends when it comes about back. Doing that, but that, it just. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Same. If it does friends come back, people are not going to like it as much as they did before. Yeah, no, that's the thing. It's I never going to happen. I definitely know Friends is never going to happen. Can you not say it so? Yeah, yeah vehemently, knows, please. As much as I no, I love Friends, but I know it's not going to happen because of just the everybody has moved on. Do you yeah. never know. I know no, they've you, all moved on. Just one episode. They might do one episode. Like, I think you know also, I mean? um, like a lot of TV reflects the time that it was. Mm. Exactly. Yeah, that's I mean, that's the big thing. So, and that's the thing I have with Bill and Grace because it doesn't necessarily reflect the time of now. Mm. Are they you trying know. to recreate? They're trying to bring it back. Yeah, they're like, still in that same element. Yeah, they've grown a bit. They've grown older. It's ten years. But oh, they recognise it's ten years. Yeah, okay, but right. it's still recording in the studio. They've still got the what I feel like is the fake laugh when they drop a joke, and it's just like, isn't that time been and gone? Mm. You know, gone were the days of recording in the studio. And are they trying to get that back though? Yeah, Nostalgia is a big thing, no? Yeah, Being but I don't think it could because of what? just the generation we are, and because of how how things are moving so fast. I don't think that that is something that is necessarily worth bringing Appealing. back as an element of nostalgia. Because it's just not authentic. Laugh tracks ain't the yeah, one. Yeah, like, ha, 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 you just think that wasn't even funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... I feel like when you're watching, like, say, Will and Grace 10 years back, you can forgive those things because you know it was that time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now you just well, slate it for like, it, 100%. On. And they still do this. No um, Will and Grace was taped in front of a live audience. Are you just saying, oh, God. Yeah. Oh, I, heard same, I heard the same laugh three times in a row. Exactly. <laughs> the same tone, exactly. Like, not a decibel higher or lower. Like, come on. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so comedy, out of all of those that I said, if you guys can remember, any of those that you watch, so Blackish. The Marvelous, Mrs. Um, Mansell, Master of None, S M I Smilf. Smilf. What the hell does that stand for? I don't know. Smilf. I don't even know that show, to be honest. Yeah, don't know it either. And you don't know what that term represents? No. I know, obviously, Milf. Milf is... That's what I'm getting yeah, at. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know. know. It's S on top. Milf. I was about to say the same thing. It might be sexy Sexy Milf. milf. I, think milf I think Milf covers... 
the sexy part. Yeah, you know I'm thinking as well. That's why they don't really need to slide the extra S in there. Like we get it. But yeah. Um, no, any any show that you Blackish, I probably need to check that What's out a bit. About, about, about family, literally that. Um modern family, wife, wife, husband, blackish. Boys, and uh, they just I thought it was something else. It's about blackish. And they're just tackle, <laughs> they talk about, you know, day to day life, but they tackle certain things oh, like yeah. racism, politics, oh, yeah. oh, you know, ageism, all of that stuff. So they tackle day to day kind of life. Like I thought it was something else. Master of None looks something sound like something I might want to check out. Aziz Ansari. Do you know who that is? No. No. Okay. Is that an actor? Yeah, he's an actor. Yeah, Asian comedian. Asian comedian, yes. What's he been in? Um, Parks and Rec. Okay. Do you even know what that is? Yeah, Parks okay. and Recreation. Yeah. He's the guy that plays Tom Maddis, Maddis? Tom Huddersford, I think. Okay. You don't know. <laughs> just saying names and you don't know. I don't um, know Tom, no. But yeah, apart from that, there was another thing. I don't know if anybody was on social media and saw Jada Pinkett's um, rant, but justified rant about... Um, Girls Trip not being nominated. Um, in um, I mean that sounds like just off you saying that it sounds like it would fit nicely in the comed- comedy exactly. area. So what, um, can, what happened there? So it wasn't nominated, and she obviously made a very big point about it being that the that basically the awards didn't watch the film, even though it had such a massive buzz impact um, everything. You know, loads of people went to the cinema to go and watch it. And I will they, say I haven't watched it, but it's one of them films where you will get slightly. You haven't seen that yet. You haven't seen that yet. You mm-hmm. ain't seen it. Like, yeah. if you don't watch, it's one of them things where it's bigger than you because you ain't watched it and you're getting people coming to tell you about it. Like, that's that's an impactful mm-hmm. thing. And she made a point of just that the fact that, you know, again, elements of racism, you know, the fact that, you know, it's a cast of four black women, you know, Pretty much the same as Bridesmaids. Bridesmaids, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Bridesmaid was nominated when it came out for a Golden Globe. Same with The Hangover. So it's kind of like they have the similar kind of like, not storyline, but similar kind of reception. It was big. Why were they not nominated? You know? Mm-hmm. And I did think she said it as a point of, I was in the film, it's not fair. I think she said it in a sense that if this was a film that she wasn't a part of, she still feel the same. She will still feel the same way, mm. and she also said the same thing about Tiffany Had- um, Haddish. Haddish. Mm-hmm. You know, she was hilarious. She should that. be nominated. She should have been nominated for best actress in a. Um, I haven't watched um, Girl Trip yet, but I will say how similar is it to say Bridesmaids? It's a completely different storyline. Um, different. It's it's just basically. It's spoiler alert for guys who haven't watched it, including JC. Um, it's it's basically four women who went to college together. They get back in touch, and one of the women, or so most of them, are kind of like successful, or they're kind of just doing their own thing, living life. Life is caught up with them, and one of them is like a kind of like a big speaker. So they go to Essence Fest as a group of friends, and it's just literally them, them just having the time of their life. And, you know, certain things happening, drama, you know, relationships and all that stuff kind of happening um, um, around that time of while they're at the fest, um, at Essen Fest and then them coming back from that friendships, then breaking up and having arguments. Just so the same. It kind of takes the same tone as Bridesmaids. and It takes the same tone as any comedy. Do you know what I mean? You know, 
everyone's cool, they haven't seen each other for ages, they get, and then someone has an argument, and then blah, 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 and they're all friends again at the end. You know, typical comedy kind of thing. So it deserves, I think, thinking about it, I did, I, at some point, someone said on Twitter, but was Girl Strip any good? Then I was like, hmm, I really thought about it, and I was like, hmm, was it any good? But I thought, yes. If I'm looking at it from the standpoint of what a comedy is, and the fact that Bridesmaids and something like The Hangover was nominated um, when they came out, then absolutely, yes, they do deserve to be in that category of best motion picture for a comedy or musical. They absolutely do, absolutely do. You know, there's no taking away from that. And especially the fact that for a long time, we've been told that black films do not sell. And that was one of those films that received such a high grossing... I think they made triple the amount back from how much they made the movie for. So, you know, it's one of those things that... It's clear to see black films do sell. Do you know what I mean? So, not to say that that should have been one of the reasons why, but, again, if you're looking at it in the sense of the buzz and, you know, how many people went to go and watch it. I went to the cinema and it was packed out with every creed and colour. Mm-hmm. Everybody went to see it and mm-hmm. everybody laughed. Yeah. Because it's hilarious. I just always like to make sure the conversation um, goes on a very, what's the word? Just very non-biased, like, you know, mm. take. Because obviously I thought there's sometimes you hear people, it sounds like they want something to win just because it's black. <laughs> But, um, yeah. So I'm just making sure that this is actually a no, credibly yeah. Trust like, me, I've I've seen my fair share. It's of not it's not it's not I'm, like it's not like a black version of no. bridesmaids and people thinking okay, well no, that's nice. We've done that not. already, so that's not no. Okay. Have you seen it? No, I haven't seen it yet. No. I haven't been seeing it for a while. I'm not gonna uh, what? Um, Girl Strip. Girl Strip. I've seen it. I think. Well, just going off your point again, it's just that I thought what Jacob Pickett Smith was saying is that the only reason she, I think she was upset is that they just didn't take it in they didn't go and watch it yeah that's the only thing if they went to go and see it i feel like and they didn't nominate it that's, that like, is a bit shit. Yeah. yeah it's just like they didn't regard it in any kind of way just like you know forget it yeah yeah that's that's not same like, with the the get out thing it seemed like they just because they saw that if it wasn't in a category oh yeah it'll be an people, uproar people, so let's just, been an uproar. just chuck it in there so let's just chuck it in there but do you know what let's just chuck it in comedy and musical it was just it, i think it was a lazy attempt this year so what they felt like Almost like they're giving their CV and no one really looked at it yeah, properly. And then you didn't get the job and it's like, well, of course I didn't. You didn't actually look at my qualifications, did yeah. you? But anyway, we're going to go off of that because we've spoken a lot about <laughs> We have awards, just, awards yeah, and all kinds. Um, <laughs> anything else? Nah, just... Oh yeah, Music Wise, Stormzy won BBC Artist of the Year. Go on, boy. Get yours. That's all. <laughs> 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 yeah, because obviously, Big up Stormzy. Yeah, I'm too much. I could on Stormzy. Big up Stormzy. Big up Stormzy. Big up Stormzy. Big up Stormzy. Yeah, he's doing well. well. He's doing well. Yeah, he's had an incredible few years. Chat. I would say a few years. I mm. feel like. Has it been a few years? I would say so. It feels like it has. He's yeah, been, yeah. He's, it's, yeah. It's it's at a um, peak now. But let's say not say peak because it could go higher. That yeah. guy, that guy got engine, but um, he's been building it up. Like it's it's on the up trajectory. I'll say that. Okay. Definitely. Cool. Definitely. Um. So, 
obviously that was all our what's the downbeat i think we dragged our feet on the nomination side <laughs> stuff but you know, it's it was interesting yeah. stuff i guess yeah. um but going back to obviously your album mali mm-hmm. um since we'll just make this one try and make it as quickly as possible sure um a villain's hymn a villain's hymn why that name can't elaborate oh that name um it came from the song, it's a title song, there's a track on there called A Villain's Hymn, and it is basically, um, I suppose it was at one point, I don't even know, I don't even know how to describe it, so life was going on a funny direction, and I felt like there was a lot of, um, I was, um, I was in a situation where I kind of had to make certain choices in life, which may have um, upset certain people. Mm-hmm. And um, I kind of just felt like, you know, I don't know, society these days makes us feel like we have to kind of make everyone happy before ourselves. Mm. So it was kind of <clears throat> this kind of thing to say, like, you know, um, if I'm viewed as a villain to others based on decisions I'm making to to better myself or to make myself happy, um, then so be it. And it was a case of like, you know, sometimes people look at you in a certain way and make you to make you out to be this villain. Um, but we've all kind of got this We've all done things we, we're not proud of. We've all done, you know, we've all made mistakes. Mm. Um, and, yeah, I think that's basically where the title came from. It has kind of this um, churchy kind of vibe as well, simply based on the song. Like, I feel, I think it just all came around the song. Okay. Mm. So going back off of the, obviously, the album, what and the song, obviously, A Villain's Hymn, mm. um, what is your favourite track? Off of it, off of the oh, that's too a, many. That's, that's a hard question. question. That's, that's, a, that's a question you shouldn't really ask, but you know. I'm Did you guys it. listen to it? Yes, yeah, I listened to it. I can ask what you your favorite song was if you can remember the time. Or, or at least a standout oh, one. Yeah. Yes. Ultraviolet. See, okay. there you go. <laughs> I did. You're trying to test me when what did I you call to it? it. What did you call it? Is it called ultraviolet? Ultraviolet. Violent. Mm. You see, I'm dyslexic, so I read it as ultraviolet. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's cool, that's, a, that's a little trick. That's, that's what you, you play, play with words. I think you gave that title words. with the intention of doing that yeah. to a degree. Oh, did you? Okay, yeah. well, there you go. What about you? Um, I would say a villain's hymn. Well, I think that's that's the first track, isn't it? No. No, no. It's not the first track. First track is something... Um, higher. 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 Mm-hmm. Higher. Fourth track. Apologies. Fourth mm-hmm. track. Villain's hymn. I've had listened to it twice. Um... I like the sound of it, but I did want to throw a question to to, to JC. Mm. Um, do you, did you play a part in producing this project? I'm sure you, I'm sure you did. I did um, a light mix on light the few. I did a mix on a few of them, and I did um, Mad King. Mad, Mad, Mad King. King yeah. right. Okay. Um, did Melly? Did you approach JC about this idea, or was it solely you in regards to like building this whole project together? Um, I've just been kicking his ass to get it done, that's all. And, <laughs> and, and helping like, with some recording some stuff. Executive producing, I think I, I did a bit of executive in that. He does it for himself, but obviously to bounce ideas off of someone and some not understanding gets him. Like nine I do. times out of ten, like when, when we start working on a project, it, it stems off 
recording random tracks. Okay. So I think we, I, I swear we recorded like four tracks before we even decided to do a project. I before see. We decided to make it a project. So A Villain's Hymn was the first track that was recorded um, when we decided to make it an actual project. So, yeah. Right, okay. And then when it came to the um, the project itself, how, how did it take a few months to take? Is it, is it like... What was the time Very, span of it? It's taken like two years. Bro. Two years, okay. Yeah. That's fair enough. That's fair um, enough. Higher, I think we made Higher like, uh, um, that's one of the beats that I made maybe, what, a year? Yeah. I made that about a year and a half ago and did the song like maybe last month, like the lyrics. So the day that I made the beat, I was actually in a studio with a vocalist that was that's on the track called um, Antonia Summers. Mm. And um, I was actually in a session for her and we was just working on beats. And I made that and then I came up with a chorus and then I asked her to just do it for me. And then we just put it away. And yeah, I, we kept on listening to that beat, but I could never think of the lyrics. And then, yeah, like a month later, the lyrics just came about. So yeah, it took... It took it took a while, but obviously, you know, you know, life gets in the way sometimes, which which is a good thing. It's a it's a good um, it's a good thing sometimes because you know it gives you that inspiration that is required to muse to yeah. make those songs. Yeah, top stuff, top stuff. Uh, and just off of that, see, I like the album cover. Yeah. Who designed that? And who <sighs> came up with that idea? You know, what? I cannot remember the guy's name, right? Um. I actually was just looking for ideas, I think, on Pinterest. And then I found, I saw that. And then um, I uh, I've contacted the artist um, to kind of use it, to allow me to use it. But I'll make sure that I let you guys know so you can, like, link it or something. Oh, okay. Once I, think, once I remember them. I think it's on the back, actually. It's on the back of the CD. Okay. Let me find it. Interesting. Because that, that, it's a very good album... Mm. What strikes you about it? It's just, it looks very kind of sinister, very... It gave me this dark magic feel. Dark magic? Yeah, dark magic, mm. but magic in the sense that it still has the essence of... Mm, that, um, that word today, bro. Huh? The essence. That word today. Don't worry. Sorry, we just <laughs> that word <laughs> today. Just... Um, so it has this, uh, yeah, dark magic essence, but with... With still the the kind of like the the oh, the element of like purity. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You hear it. You're hearing the struggles of a black man with the with the muse and the motivation of some, mm. you know, beautiful yeah, children. Is, is by Giacomo <laughs> Carmagnola. Interesting name. That's the guy's name. Um, yeah, like based on like the artwork. Yeah. I've, that's literally, it was so weird because that's kind of what I was looking for. I was, I was really looking for something that showed what, in, in my opinion, is human nature. Mm. Like, at the end of the day, like, I feel like my, the message that my music, like, my subject matter is always this internal struggle. Mm. Like, you know, you're trying to do good, you're trying to be a good person and somehow you have this internal struggle of things coming in your way and challenging you and, you know, like, just kind of trying to be someone that you want to be mm. but having that having life just you know 
battle you in that sense. Yeah. So I think that that yeah. Ain't there a saying that the the road to hell is paved with good intentions, though? I've heard <laughs> of that, and Frank. I feel like Frank Ocean has said that. Oh, okay. What does that mean to you? <laughs> well, like it's similar to what you're saying. The whole, you know, a road to hell is paved with good intentions. But a lot of people end up in whatever hell is. Um, it's not supposed to be. University is not seen as a great place. Mm. Just not where you wanted intended to be. Your intention, your good intentions, mm. led you to this place. So it's like you said, a lot of people try to be what they think is good, and then you know that and goes left down, down dark paths. And you know, so mm. you're left with questioning yourself, like, okay, I'm in a bad, I'm in a so-called bad place. So how did I get here? Like, I did this to do this. Now I did it and ended yeah. up here. Yeah. Now you're now you know better, I guess. Mm. So. When is the album out? This the is album, your time. The album hasn't got an official date at the moment, but I'm really hoping it is by the end of January. Cool. But this one, we just have to do it right in terms of the structure, the marketing, the videos. Yeah. And will you be performing anywhere? Um. Yeah. Very. Very soon. I. I can't. I can't give you no okay. places yet, but. But when you can, we'll share it, don't worry. Definitely. People, people want to um, go and see you perform live, play your music and stuff. And where, obviously, you have a website as well. So. Yeah. Um, so check me out, www.kingmally.com. But let me spell it for you. K-I-M-G, obviously. And then it's M-V-L-I instead of okay. an A. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool, 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 cool. So um, moving on to our sound waves, because we are strapped for time. Um, what's your recommendation Soundways recommendation this week Stephen um, any recommendations I would definitely suggest to check out the TV show called Punisher I've been watching that oh okay started um, it yeah. guys we can't have a conversation I know everyone's everyone <laughs> literally went oh yeah come on let's talk about it but <laughs> I'm not gonna it swift. I'm early on that anyway I didn't even really I'll finish I'm, it uh, yeah I second that yes yeah, so um, it's a great great season great series <laughs> um um, Mali's also given a seal approval there, so what there it is. I <laughs> um, I've got so people. when you watch uh, Punisher, just one quick thing. Yeah. When you watch um, the Punisher, you're literally watching the depiction of a villain's him. Okay. Wow. Profound. Literally. Amazing. <laughs> Stephen said profound. <laughs> I, I I love I love connections Speaking like it. that. That is dope. That is dope. Yeah. Cool, cool. That's what I'm going to say, man. Is that it? That's a, Just The Punisher. Check out The Punisher. It's a great show. And it has <laughs> it has connections to Villain's Hymn right there. Okay. Boom. That's it. Right. Boom. Wait on it. Yeah, wait you know, on the album. Yeah. It's coming you soon. You guys, any recommendations? Watch a, cu- watch a couple episodes and then listen to Villain's Hymn. That's the recommendation. Wow. Okay. Wow. So you guys, um, any recommendation? TV, music, theatre, um, film? Oh, music, um, Go on. I don't know. I've been real ratchet in it. Like also called um, QC, the label just released their thing, and then also called. I think double double down with Big Sean and um, mm. Metro is pretty nice. Big Sean's always got some some good some good content that's relevant to what people are going through today, Any even even in success. Um, there's a lot of good ones. I like that Narcos one. What's that Narcos one called? That one's good too. We'll just call it Narcos for now. <laughs> <laughs> Narcos. Sounds okay. like Narcos. I, I had it on I had it on there, but I can't find it anymore. So Okay, what about you, Mally? Um in terms of music, I've 
been listening to a new artist called um, IMDDB. Oh, yeah. I don't know if she's like, I don't know how new she is, but um, Manchester artist, I her. think from Manchester. She's yeah. she's you, dope. Yeah, you Manchester artist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's got this weird thing to her. Yeah, she's very dope. She's yeah, very, very dope. <laughs> Stephen doesn't agree. No, no, she she is. She is. Oh, okay. what do you she think is. of her? I like. I like to. I don't remember what the track is called. Um, but it was there was Shade? a video of her and um, what was it? Sorry, Shade. I don't think so. There was a video of her. She's wearing like some kind of like. I don't know, like travel print, and oh, like she's okay. walking around, and like, I don't know. It was really the way right. it was shot was really good, and the song was like it's nothing I heard before. Yeah, but I don't remember what the track that is called. Now. She's like in her house, and that. yeah, in her house, yeah, and she's. Yeah, I yeah. think she's smoking a bit as yeah. well. Yeah, so yeah, that's the track I, I kind of okay. I, I saw Shade first. Is the one that she did the commercial one that's kind of come out and it's doing really well in the clubs. And what's, and your, stuff. what's your favorite track? I love Shade. Shade. Yeah, mm, that cool. song kind of put me on her, and then um, yeah, when I heard the project, I was like, yeah, she's very dope. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm Daddy Bae. Yeah, yeah. Bad bitch, no underwear. 2020, gon' pull up an egg. Yeah, bitch, I know where you can go home. Uber, Uber everywhere. Yeah, take my bitch everywhere. We be getting money everywhere. Yeah, they don't even know. They be throwing shade everywhere. My heart is good, yeah, it's pure. Yeah, you know that I need your love. Yeah, energies follow me. But I don't. Um, I have. Uh, I'm just gonna make it very quick. Uh, theatre recommendation. It's called FC UK. Ed. So it's. Oh shit. Fucked. <laughs> but it's not spot as fucked. Um, so it's spelled as French connection <laughs> apostrophe D. Um, and that's playing at the Bunker Theatre from the 11th of December to the 30th of December. And it's by um, Niall Ransom. And uh, just a quick info about it. It's Christmas is a time for those you love and for those you love to do whatever it takes. Stuck between a rock and a really hard place, a teenage boy kids kidnaps his little brother in bids to flee his decrepit council flat and escapes his daily encounter with the authority but with nowhere to go and no one to turn to what kind of future do they face um so that's quite i'm all about uk up and coming something very niche and not your typical thing to see in christmas and if it's exploring something that's very real and very kind of um very very real and kind of surrounding of what people might face if they're living up in north or in poverty stricken areas in the uk and there's a story about it that's what i'm here for so guys mm-hmm. go check it out i believe tickets are starting from 15 pounds and Healthy. it's playing at the bunker theater from 11th of december to the 30th of december um my other recommendation which is an oldie but goodie and i watched a song oh it's a film okay two i've got a song um but this is a film is goodfellas believe it or not i watched it for the first time the other day oh Um, my god yes (laughs) yes judge me all you like (laughs) but the film is hella good you're a g you're a g yeah you're a g still but the thing is yeah do you know what i was like raw how come i've not do you know what I see films and I'm like, I will watch that one day. There's a list of films that I would yes, like to yes. watch. Star Wars being one of them. I've never watched one of them. Love and Basketball's on my list. Yeah, it's on your list. Yeah, okay, we'll, do, we'll just, we'll just keep going. We'll just keep going. <laughs> we'll just keep going. <laughs> it is on my list. Yeah? <laughs> really cool. judging you apart from me because obviously <laughs> you guys judge me quick, so I will allow him it. <laughs> Goodfellas, um, it stars um, a young Robert De Niro, Roy, L- 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 is it? Lolita. 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 
Ray, is it Ray or Roy? Ray. 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 Oh, Ray. Ray hair. Ray Liotta. Yes, Ray Liotta. It's like a, there's a yes. ring, the way it rolls off his tongue. And Joe Pesky. Um, Pesci. Pesci. Is it Pesci? Yeah. <laughs> Pesky is all right, I guess so. Is that a footballer? No, it's Emil Heskey. Wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Anyway, but, yeah, Joe, in it. Oh my god. Uh, Joe Pesci. Yeah. Everybody, everybody knows I'm known for butchering names. So it's it your is, thing, man. It might actually thing. become your brand. Own, yeah, <laughs> own it. I'm owning it. So um, the film came out in 1990, I believe, and the film narrates the rise and the fall of a mob associate, Henry Hill, and his friends and partner Jimmy Conaway and Tommy DeVito. The mob and, associate and his Make wife so. Karen Hill over the period of from 1955 to 1980. So it's one of those gangster feel kind of films. Can I just say, I wonder if they would have referred to it as a mob associate if it was a black um, premise. You know mm. what I mean? That's true. A group of thugs yeah. got together. Oh, okay. When we can't that be mob associates. That is true. But yeah, guys, if you haven't seen it like myself, well, I have seen it now. And if you're a fan of maybe Casino and Scarface and The Godfather mm-hmm. and all that all wrapped into one, then you might exactly. enjoy this one. So exactly. go and see it. Go and watch it. I'm sure you can find it available somewhere or just get it on DVD and stuff. And one more thing. I have my song of the week is an oldie as well and uh, my phone was on random shuffle and it came on i was like wow this is this is a good tune and it's by the yin yang twins the whisper song Though. That might even inspire some new some new records. <laughs> yeah, it's such a good song. I was like, right, I had to I had to replay it again. I was like, mm, this is a good track. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> very creative. To be fair, for the time, it was very creative. Hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, it's just whisper there's a couple of, tune, there's, Yeah, there's a couple of artists that are definitely ahead of their time for the time that they were there. Yeah, Yin Yang Twins being one of them. Yeah, yeah. Okay. and also T Pain. Even in the wretchedness, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I exactly. guess they, they've kind of very much influenced the tone of stuff now. True. I'm on that true. note. Trailblazers, you could say. Uh, it's been fun, guys. Yeah. Thank you, guys. J- Is it JC or JC's? JC's. JC's. The latter. Yes. JC's, Mali, it's been great to have you guys here. Thanks for having us. Do you want to plug your socials? If um, you would I like think, to plug your socials. I think I've plugged enough, but... Um, plug I'll again. I'll plug some more. Uh, so... Find me on all socials, official MVLI. That's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that jazz. Or you can just go to my website, www.kingmvli.com, and you can hear some good music on there too. And see a couple of videos. See a couple of videos. Which I'm going to Which Juliana and, hasn't seen. Which I haven't seen, which I'll go and see when I get home. She don't do research. <laughs> Stop <No>. it. <laughs> <laughs> and you, JC's? Um, going to Google, type in J-C-A-E, A before E, J-C-A-E-Z-E, and you can type that in, in most um, platforms certified. as well. And Are you Google certified? 
Okay, this guy's definitely, you know, <laughs> doing a, you're doing a lot. You're doing a lot right now. <laughs> just, just put me in Google, and um, you should if you put that in most social networks, you'll find me as well. And you can find you on SoundCloud as well. Yeah, yes, on SoundCloud. And they can find us where? Um, find us on Twitter, which is at artistic som, and Instagram, which is artistic som pod, on Facebook, artistic state of mind. Um, and SoundCloud and Apple Music, not Apple Music, Apple Podcasts. Sorry, Apple Podcasts. Find us on there, um, and yeah, you know, share, retweet, like, um, at us on Twitter. If you have yeah. any comments, queries, insults, I'll be fun to. I'll be, I'll be happy to reply to some of them. <laughs> mediocre white men so i know a lot of people are going to come for me or either going to praise me it's, it's either here or there but you know i don't care um, <laughs> on that note it's been fun guys thank you for tuning in and we will be back next time i'm sure we're going to do a wrap-up show in it of the year probably are yeah we'll do a wrap-up of everything 2017 music wise so music film television theater everything we'll do one so so it's been fun peace blessed be <laughs>